with you folks. From now on, gang, we won't let Rudolph join in any reindeer games, right? They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. How would you like to be a spotted elephant? Or a choo-choo with square wheels on your caboose? Or a water pistol and shoot jelly? We're all misfits! Then how the reindeer love... Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? You'll go down in history. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, and I'm joined here with my co-host, boyfriend, partner, and the reason for my season, Dan Takaki. Hey, everybody. Howdy. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks out of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. Yes, it is. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dear Daniel, What movie are we watching this week? This week, we are watching the 1964 animated TV special from Rankin and Bass, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph! He had that very shiny nose. A very shiny nose. Neither of us had seen this in a very long time. And boy, howdy, did we not remember it very well. Um, But Kara, (laughs) why don't you tell us what you thought this was going to be about? Yeah, in my notes, I wrote, I don't know, whatever happens in the song, I guess, question mark, creepy claymation. Yeah. And people are mean to Rudolph. Possibly there are some reindeer games. See also the lyrics of the song. How about you? What did you think going into this? Yeah, again, I didn't remember that much. I There's a lot of these claymation Christmas movies that I get kind of confused sometimes. And so I knew that one of the bad guys, quote unquote, in this movie was the coach from the reindeer games, <laughs> that he was just kind of an asshole. I remembered that there was a little elf boy. Who did not want to be an elf, but wanted to be something else. A dentist. A dentist, we find out. And I was 75% sure that this was the one with the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes, yes. That turned out to be true. Yes. I had no recollection at all about the Island of Misfit Toys. And honestly, I don't particularly know the song in culture. Yeah, I know the song from pop culture too, but I it makes sense in this movie. Sure, if you say so. Just in that the elf and Rudolph are misfits. Yeah, I think this is a good opportunity for you to tell us what this movie was actually about because despite seeing it recently, I couldn't tell you anything beyond the fact that there are reindeer games and what my original thoughts were. So take it away yes i can do that so rudolph is voiced by billy may richards and she is playing the titular rudolph she is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose <laughs> it's your and if you ever saw it you might even say it glows wow plot on plot all of the other reindeer so many started to laugh and call him names of course ha, ha, ha. and they did not let poor rudolph not one join in the reindeer games <laughs> can't believe you're doing this right now. But then the B-plot of this movie takes over before the end of the song. That's true, yes. The B-plot of this movie involves a little elf named Hermie who does not want to make toys with the other elves, but really wants to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. 
his boss, the head elf, decides that Hermie is wasting their time and he tells him to get out. And he's never going to be a dentist. And so Hermie eventually meets up with Rudolph after Rudolph has been kicked out for being shown to have a red nose. When Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was born, he was born with this bright glowing nose. And his dad, Donner, the, Donner, big, the, the villain, the biggest asshole in this movie, yeah, horrible. is like, what in God's name is this thing on your nose? Nobody can know about this. Can I say, I know that you've just started explaining this film, but where does this red nose come from? It's never like said that it could be a genetic defect or anything it could be right. that mrs donner mrs donner was just out and about because her husband is trash we don't see anybody else with a red nose so it has to be some sort of genetic anomaly right i mean who's to say i don't know not us <laughs> you didn't study that at science school no i did not study this at <laughs> science school there's, there's a master's of science hanging in my office and it's not mine so i think you you are better equipped than i to talk about this mine has nothing to to do with reindeer Boo. sorry to say this takes place over the span of a year where rudolph is growing up and trying to join the ranks of the other reindeer you know dasher dancer prancer vixen comet cupid donner blitzen and so they have like reindeer tryouts essentially the reindeer games if you will rudolph meets this other doe named clarice who yes. has a crush on him and she kisses him and rudolph starts flying he's a great flyer everybody's like this guy's awesome of course he's donner's kid look how good of a flyer he is <laughs> and then out off pops his his little nose covering to cover yeah. his red nose because he gets all excited and everybody's like oh my god this guy horrible get out of here i also don't understand this plot point why they don't like him well no how his nose is getting in the way of the flying he's still able to fly they don't like him because he's different Oh. That's the thing. And so Rudolph and Hermie eventually meet up and they're like, hey, let's get out of here. Nobody wants us. And who do they run into? But a gold mining, silver mining, the hero, burly man. The king. Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius is a Viking looking, red bearded miner man who's got this pickaxe that he keeps licking <laughs> as he is looking for gold and silver in the Arctic of all places. And He's so, got a warm heart, an open mind can't lose so this trio they go off on an adventure to kind of i don't know what their end goal is here but they're they're off yeah why <laughs> why'd they leave well they left because they didn't belong but it didn't really it was never really clear in my mind what they were trying to do other than help yukon find gold i guess and I think Yukon took them in because he's like, I could use more hands to help me find gold and silver in this tundra. Sure. But they eventually make their way to the island of misfit toys. Yes. Where they meet all of the these misfit toys, these like lost. There's a gun that shoots jelly. There's a gun that shoots jelly. There's a the there's, bird that swims. There's a an elephant that has polka dots on it. Yeah. What's his problem? He just has polka dots? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. There's a creepy doll and there's a jack in the box. And then the king of the Misfit Island toys is a lion that has eagle wings. So like a griffin, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but basically the king of the Misfit Toy Island is like, hey, we don't want you here. Get out of here. To Rudolph? To Rudolph and Hermie. They're like, you don't, you're not. Is that mis what happens at that point in the movie? Yeah. I fully black this out. They're basically like, listen, you can stay the night, but like, you got to get out of here. You work for Santa. Santa's the reason we're here. Santa's the man. Santa's the man, but Santa's also an asshole in this movie no no no. i mean the man as in like the man oh. like the state yes. santa is king capitalism and he's only interested in exploiting workers and the only time
time that someone's individuality is celebrated is when it falls in line with the assembly line of profit for Santa's plans. That's true. You got that from this movie and more power to you. (laughs) Thank you. I did get that from this movie. You know, when they say what radicalized you... (laughs) For Kara, it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, it was. I watched this movie probably for the first time when I was like four or five, and I haven't seen it since. And yeah. I've been this way forever. Also, I want to point out that the movie is narrated by Burl Ives, who's a, he's a singer of many things, but he's got a couple notable holiday songs, including Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and A Holly Jolly Christmas. Of course. But he plays a snowman like an elf. He is Sam the Snowman. And so he's like kind of like telling this story from the future. Which is what's interesting to me as well, because I don't understand if this is a moral, a cautionary story, if this is a fable. It should probably be more like, yes, this is a cautionary tale about treating people nicely because everybody has value. Uh, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> but the way this movie makes it makes it come off is like, you don't know. It's like, you never know when you'll need them. You'll never know when you'll need a dentist. You'll never know when you need a, a red nose to guide your sleigh. You'll never know when you need a Yukon Cornelius to save you from the abominable snowman. Also a plot point I don't understand. They can fly. The reindeer? Yes. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, so all throughout the movie, also they are being chased by the abominable snowman mm-hmm. who is trying to eat them all so when they're on the island of misfit toys rudolph is like i'm making everything worse for these two so i'm gonna leave and be off on my own permanently on my own and as he leaves he eventually encounters the abominable snowman and needs to run away and eventually makes his way back home to his town where turns out his dad reluctantly goes and looks for him but then his mom and clarice also go look for him and all three of them are eventually captured by the abominable snowman and so rudolph has to go try and save them from the abominable snowman There's a lot of plot. With no backup. There's too much plot. There's There's 45 minutes in this film. They cram a lot into these 45 minutes. I don't need this movie to be 90 minutes, my normal staple, but... I also don't need all of this plot. Yeah, you did say that like this movie was too short at one point. You were like, it's too happening too fast. Yeah, it was happening very fast. Yeah, so I think we could have cut one of the lines out of it, at least. I'll get into my this when I talk about my notes. Anyway, Rudolph goes and tries to save his family from the abominable snowman, but then he gets trapped too and gets knocked out immediately. But eventually, who comes to save the day but Hermie and Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius seemingly takes the abominable snowman down into like this huge gulch in the arctic and they both seemingly die i'm sorry what was that word gulch gulch what's a gulch it's a great question (laughs) oh this isn't a water science term well i mean it is like a gulch a gulch is like a narrow and steep-sided stream there's like a big chasm between two sheets of ice that they both fall down into neat yeah neat and so it seems like it seems like they both die and so everybody like solemnly goes back and they're like well we did our best then they go back and it's foggy it's a foggy christmas eve and what does santa come to say he says rudolph with your nose so bright boo won't you guide my sleigh tonight that's like also now in retrospect shitty language won't you guide my sleigh tonight and then could you please all the reindeer loved him Uh, horrible as they shouted out with glee boo rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history. Unbelievable. This but is then, a terrible story. They're trying to decorate the Christmas tree and who comes back in, but Yukon Cornelius with a now tamed abominable snowman to help put the star back on top of the tree. And that's where our movie ends, folks. <laughs> 
this is like the OG movie based on a Christmas song. Because this Christmas song came out in the 30s. Right. Why was that song written? Who decided these things? Yeah, I don't know. How was anything written, babe? I don't. I'll take this opportunity before I get into my notes to say that one of the things that I enjoy about this podcast is our minimal level of research. Like we never attempt to actually know much about the movies or about the lore of what we are doing. Yeah, as many of you have pointed out on our previous episodes, we've got names wholly wrong on episodes. Sorry, Miracle on 34th. Fred, not Frank. (laughs) And also, I just don't know the lyrics to 12 Days of Christmas and often say numbers that go with different parts of it. We're rolling with it, okay? This is a ragtag team of two people making an indie Christmas podcast, and this is part of our charm, okay? I don't know what why this song was written. Neither do you. We have things in common. Relatable <laughs> content. But you know what? Someone out there does know why it was written, and they'll let us know. Yeah, at 12 and Days Pod. And we appreciate that about you. We need to get into our notes. So Kara, please lead it off for us. I have a lot of qualms with this cinematic experience. Number one, I understand that because of time and technology, this film is unnecessarily eerie now. And at the time, it was charming. Now, it is terrifying. It is nightmare fuel. You look at that island of misfit toys, no thank you. No. I mean, that's why they're misfit toys. No no child wants those. Look, I'm a spooky girl, and I love spooky things. Sure. It's wonderful. It's the way they move for me. Yeah. It's the, it's the jerky movements for I me. I mean, that's that's just claymation. Though. I know. That's why I'm saying this all this with, with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it was the 60s. Mm. They were starved for children's entertainment. I think the thing for me with this, and as I mentioned during A Christmas Story, the sound quality is what is what gets me into a weird place. Like, Rudolph, whenever his nose glows, there's a really oh, loud God. whistle. It's like a dog whole level piercing It's like a sound. dog whistle mixed with, like, the TARDIS alarm. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, it's not good. Other notes. I don't want this movie to be longer, but I would love to feel anything for anyone in this film besides... I like, I like Hermie. Hermie's my favorite. The elf? The little elf. Yeah, Hermie's fine, I guess. I mean, Hermie wants to be a dentist and I'm terrified of dentists. So this is really just all of my phobias in one place. That's fair. The only person who I felt anything towards was Yukon. Yeah. Who, as soon as he shows up, I'm like, what's your deal, fun burly man? And then also after the fact, there was this excellent tweet that we saw that was talking about how all liberal girls' boyfriends look like Yukon. Yeah, and then we looked up AOC's boyfriend and he looked exactly (laughs) like Yukon Cornelius. (laughs) I love Riley Roberts, everyone. Riley Roberts, bless his heart. I love Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I am obsessed with her Yukon Cornelius boyfriend. I wish them nothing but the best. Truly. As far as everybody else in this movie, though. Look, it's hard to talk about fixing a TV special from the 60s. Right. So my notes are all over the place because how would I make this better? I don't know. Make this the Muppets. That's how I would make this better. When we compared this whole short to the beginning of Elf, the beginning of Elf, I would watch a hundred times more than I would watch this. Right. And this film, I wouldn't say crawled so Elf could run. I would say it like clung to dear life so Elf could win the Olympics. But nonetheless, I just don't want to watch it. Some movies really are timeless. I don't feel this is one of those. Dear Daniel, what are your notes? I'm going to start off with 
Maybe my only positive. The music in this is nice. Oh yeah, the music slaps. This is kind of a musical in that, you know, for the 45 minutes there is, there's about seven songs in this and all of them are pretty good. Yeah, the music's good. It's like the opposite of Polar Express where I think all the songs on Polar Express are pretty bad except for Josh Be- Groban's. Believe. Believe, yes. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of songs in this. There's a, there's an elf song like We Are Santa's Elves. Oh yeah, slaps. There's a lot of good songs in this that I remember liking. It, it should just be a, a musical with animation. Yeah. Yeah. I think this would benefit from being a little like Dollarama situation. Yes. Where like everything is just kind of on a single stand and like there's the music playing and you just cut from scene to scene to scene, which it sort of does, but in a way that's a little less jarring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I 100% agree. Oh, one last thing that I wanted to say, even though we're on your notes. Yes. No, it's fine. What's Comet's problem? Yeah. It seems like Comet's, Comet's role in this movie is the coach, obviously. He is trying to get the best reindeers that will help guide Santa's sleigh and fly Santa's sleigh. As a jock yes. and someone who played sports a lot and had lots of coaches. Yes. Did you ever have a Comet? I had multiple Comets as Really? Coaches. Yes. I don't understand jock culture. And I don't know if I support it, but you turned out great. So maybe I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's evolved. I wouldn't consider myself a jock now or... Don't even pretend like you're not a jock. <laughs> Me going running every day is not... You not practicing for a half marathon until two weeks prior is definitive jock being athletic and being a jock are very different things please sound off in the comments (laughs) confirm that i'm right We could talk about this all day. We, we certainly could. I think that jock is a mindset where you are comfortable that you could get your body to do certain things. Maybe that's athletic. I think that's more athletic. I just want to point out that Santa is an asshole in this movie. Yes. The whole time, Mrs. Claus is just trying to make sure that he is ready for Christmas. And she's like, you aren't fat enough. You're going to be cold and you won't fit in your suit. And he's like... I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat this. And then immediately at the end, he's like, oh, I'm not big enough. I got to I gotta fatten up. Yeah. And Mrs. Claus is like, I know. I've been telling you that the whole time. <laughs> the women in this movie are severely underrated. Yes, Clarice, they are. Clarice is amazing. Yeah, she she's great. loves Rudolph no matter what. His mother, deferential to Donner. Mm. In, in his a, mother is complicit in, in, in no 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 in no. a way I don't that's give not her a great pass. but she and Clarice go off together to find Rudolph when I guess Do- better late than never when Donner takes off don't get it I don't know I also like Sam the snowman he's plenty nice in this movie oh yeah the snowman rules he's like let me tell you a lesson kids this is what you should know yeah maybe totally he wraps sure. up with what the lesson was and we didn't listen yeah I I gotta be honest I kind of spaced out so <laughs> everybody has value that's the moral of Rudolph and I'm sticking with that Well, as we continue to roll with these punches, I am introducing a new segment for this time and this time only. Perfect. And it is called, What Are Your Reindeer Games? So if you were Comet or Santa, whoever's in charge of designating the programming for this athletic festivities. Yes. I would want to know what your reindeer games would look like in order to audition for the performance of a lifetime. To fly on. Christmas yeah, Eve. Exactly. I think there should be eight reindeer games. Eight reindeer games? For the eight reindeer that fill up Santa's oh, sleigh. Sure, 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 sure. Whoever wins each contest uh-huh. gets an automatic bid to the sleigh. Wow. I okay. think I think that's how it would work. Here we go. My first game is speed test. Who can fly the fastest? Oh, okay. So you set a distance. It's a race, basically. You okay. set a distance from point A, point B. Yeah. Whoever can fly the fastest yes. from point A to point B yes. wins on the sleigh next. Got it. 
for my reindeer games, I'm thinking basic mechanics. I don't understand how Santa's sleigh flies. Someone's mm-hmm. got to fix it. So not unlike Queen Elizabeth from The Crown. We are on the second season. She was a mechanic during the war. Yes. Because all hands on deck. Christmas Eve is an all hands on deck, all who's on deck, if you will. I imagine there must be some type of engineering that is required, whether it's magic, whether it's whatever. It is a series of engineering, mechanic, mathematical tests and equations. I'm talking chalk. I'm talking reindeers wearing glasses. Okay. I like Radio it. game two. I like it. Interesting that you went with Queen Elizabeth, not Buddy the Elf from the previous movie where he was a mechanic. You know where my allegiance lies. I do. I do. <laughs> it's with the crown. How the tables have turned, everyone. The turntables have been wild this December for me, okay? Okay. Reindeer game number three, eating contest. Yes, important. Yeah. Important. You had a long night ahead of you, so we're going to have an eating contest to see who can keep the most food in. I mean, where are those cookies going? They're all going to Santa? I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Who can eat the most carrots in another minute? That seems like that an seems important like thing. That seems like a good one. If you're getting carrots at every house and cookies at every house, you got to eat them quick. Absolutely. No, you know, you, you can't go. be dilly-dallying around on the rooftops. Absolutely. Got to eat them quick. Yeah, cool. Right. Right. For the fourth reindeer game, mm-hmm. we are doing a classic game of who me, by which I mean hide and seek. Oh. So you have to be undercover when you are the reindeer. You can't be visible. True. That ruins the whole mystique. True, true. So literally, it is just me, Comet, going, you guys have 30 seconds to hide. And I just count to 30 and then I open my eyes. And if I see any of you little reindeers, eliminated. Amazing. I love it. My next contest for the fifth one is going to be blindfolded flying. Now, hear me out. Rudolph is here to save the day. Yes. Because he will guide the sleigh with his his nose so bright. Yes. But what on the off chance that Rudolph isn't there next time? Yeah. You never know. So you got to be able to fly under bad conditions. Yes. They weren't not going to be able to have Christmas without Rudolph. And so I'm preparing for ahead for the next time to make sure that this will never happen again. Yeah. I don't know how that, like maybe like an obstacle course. I also believe that this is going to become a bigger problem, much like we saw in season one of The Crown with the Great Smog. (laughs) Pollution's only getting worse. True. What's your next game? My next game is, how else can I introduce the crown into this episode? So it's a trivia question where I just ask everyone different information regarding Queen Elizabeth. Because I have now fully fallen into the camp that Christmas is British. I want all of the reindeer to have just a really thorough understanding of the Empire's laws. But also to know generally the the, the most forefront leaders throughout the world. Correct. It's important to be well-rounded. So you start with with British history and then expand to global history. Exactly, because Queen Elizabeth is everyone's monarch. What's your next game? The seventh and my last game is an open mic night. Yes. You know, we got a long night ahead of us and I want somebody to entertain me on this flight. Get some in-flight entertainment. You know Dancer is going to thrive at open mic night. he's going to do great. Yeah. So we are at our eighth and final reindeer game. Reminder, we already have a reindeer who is the fastest. We have a reindeer who's the mechanic. We have a reindeer who can eat all day. Mm -hmm. We have a reindeer who is the king of hide and seek. Yes. We have a reindeer who is the queen of the crown trivia. Yes. We have a reindeer who knows how to blind fly. And Mm -hmm. we have a reindeer who's here for an open mic night. So for the last reindeer, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for someone with vision. Sure. I'm looking for someone who knows about 
online marketing. Oh, I'm okay. looking for a PR director. I'm looking for a comms person. Comet, who's to say? There's no way on earth mm -hmm. that Santa has been able to maintain this good reputation yes. without someone on the team in real time, managing his, his image, managing his comms. Mm -hmm. He's definitely getting into all types of hijinks at all points of the night. Certainly. He needs a right-hand man. And that's the reindeer games, ladies and gentlemen. That's the reindeer games. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 I love it. Let us know what reindeer game you think you would win. Would you like to hear one piece of trivia? Yes. Tell me the one piece of trivia you found for I us. really looked for trivia team for this episode. Guys, this movie's kind of a bummer. I don't know if you yeah, realize that. Yeah, it's really a bummer. And I looked for trivia on this, and this is the only one that I thought was worthwhile, which mm -hmm. is in the title screen, there is a Roman numeric copyright year, God. which is MCLXIV, which is is 1164 when they meant 1964. Oh, that's rough. Yes. So due to this Roman numeral error in the copyright notice, the original elements of this film are considered public domain. That's amazing. That's so funny. It's extremely funny. They weren't doing their crossword puzzle Roman numeral questions. They weren't. They weren't. But I thought that was that was interesting. That is fascinating. And this is one of Rankin and Bass's. They've done a number of these like holiday themed claymation features. They did this one. They've done the little drummer boy. They did Year Without a Santa Claus. I think like you said, they did Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of my only piece I wanted to add to this is that Rankin and Bass have a history of doing these types of films. Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie yes as is tradition we base our rankings around the 12 days of christmas so kara out of 12 how many days are you giving this film i am giving this film three french hens three french hens three whole chickens three whole chickens yeah I decided to give it three because i'm feeling generous okay I don't think this film is particularly good, but at the time there was slim pickings and there is some sort of relic-y nostalgia element to it mm -hmm. that makes it okay for me if it's playing in the background. I don't have like a visceral negative reaction to this film the okay. way that I personally do to Jim Carrey's The Grinch and to A Christmas Story. That's fair. You know, I don't want to see this again, yeah. but if it's on, I'll be like, yeah, there's Yukon. There is Yukon. <laughs> How about you? How many days of Christmas would you give Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I am giving this two turtle doves. Two turtle doves? Yeah. Too teeny, too small. No, 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 no. <laughs> None of this. None of this again. The smallest. Nope. Two turtle doves. This movie's garbage. The only thing good about it is Yukon Cornelius. Guys, this movie is bad. I don't want to watch it again. I want to watch the other ones. I really do. Yeah, yeah. But this movie was bad. It's Everyone's a, It was such a bummer. Everyone's so mean to Rudolph, especially after watching Elf, where everybody's so nice to him. That's and just true. contrasting those two, I was like, why... This is you with your like, I like my Christmas movies a little bit more negative and mean. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want that at all. I did not say I wanted them to be more mean. I said that I'm used to them having a little bit more tragedy to them. Well, this is rife with tragedy. <laughs> so congratulations. You got it. I will take my extra French hen and give it to the incredible artists who invented stop motion, maybe. Okay. Well, they can have one of my turtle doves. <laughs> Yukon can have the other. Thank you all for listening this week. But before we wrap things up, we wanted to give a special shout out to all of the jocks and the scientists out there listening. <laughs> 
Kara can't seem to decide which one I am this week. You can be both. We also have a review here from one of our listeners. Science is fun 16. Yeah, science is fun. Science is fun 16. They write, guaranteed to grow your heart three sizes each listen. Looking for some witty holiday banter to balance your caffeine-fueled dash to the end of 2020? Always. Look no further than the always wonderful Dan and Kara and the 12 Days Pod. Their thoughtful discussion, bold critiques, and natural-born comedic inklings will warm your heart, resulting in guaranteed tripling of size. Enjoy all 12 for maximum benefit and repeat as necessary. Happy listening, and as Dan and Kara always say, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. That was wonderful. That was so nice. It was wonderful. Thank you so much, Science is Fun. We are sending holiday greeting cards and 12 Days Pod stickers to people who leave us a review. Yes, so we'd love to send you one. If you'd like to get in on that fun, be sure to leave us a review and we might read it on the air. Don't forget to share us with your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone you think would enjoy our podcast. We're only two weeks away from Christmas and we Mm. hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. Yes. Join us next time as we take a look back at The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. It's going to be a a stroll down memory lane. Truly. And as we say every episode, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.